This portion of the Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Barker Morrissey Construction and Power Women Investing. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for your further listening pleasure... Direct from the golf course and onto your radio, this is... Hello, everybody. The Fred and Jeff Show. Good morning, everybody. This is the Fred Jeff Show. This is Fred Ronstadt. I'm here with my little brother, Jeff. Hola, Tucson. We are celebrating the people, the places, the events, history, and the culture that make living in Tucson and Southern Arizona so gosh darn wonderful. That is exactly right, Fred. And we invite people to visit us at friendjeff.com. Yes. Follow us on Twitter. Yes. Like us on Facebook. Yes. And even subscribe to this tome of wisdom and entertainment on iTunes. If you want. And tune in radio. Right. So... Uh, our Welcome back, Fred. Welcome back, Jeffrey. How was Houston? Oh, it was brilliant. Houston. So I actually uh, Houston visited. Means that I'm the, one day the, closer uh, to you. The the birthplace of the country of Texas, uh, San Jacinto. They Jacinto. No, 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 no. You would think that, being that it was a Spanish slash Mexican. The Texicans don't call it Jacinto? No, Jacinto. 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 Uh Yeah, because they're Texas, and they do things their way. Differently, yes. They do it their way. Yes. But they do have a humongous monument. It looks uh, similar to the Washington Monument in our nation's capital. However, it's taller, and it has a big... Star on the top? Star on the top. (laughs) (laughs) Right next to the battleship... Uh, USS Texas, which was a World War One battleship. Interesting. But it was uh, pretty brilliant out there. And so you had a good time. Yeah. Charlotte's yeah. family took you in. They embraced you. Yeah, I met the uh, With a warm in-laws. Texas kiss. Met the future in-laws. And ironically, it's funny because uh, Winter Haven is a great tradition, tradition in Tucson, right? Yes. And one of the great traditions of Winter Haven is the wishing tree. Right. Uh, on... Did you get your wish? I got my wish. And... So where's my money? What do you mean your money? Did you won the one point five billion dollar lottery? That wasn't my wish. Oh, and what actually, an idiot! That didn't exist at the time <laughs> I made the wish. But I did my so. And yeah, what Charlotte, was the wish? I was going to propose to Charlotte on Christmas Eve, and my wish was that she would say yes. And she did. And you know, I think I got her drunk enough, and she said yes. <laughs> now, ironically, so you hedged your wish. I had hedged my wish. And nice. Then, ironically, her wish at the wishing tree in Winter Haven was to get as far away from you as possible. No, was to be together forever. Oh, that's super so, nice. Yeah, but the, the irony today is that Bill Bethel, who's who, Bill Bethel? Bill Bethel's the guy standing over there in a checkered shirt. He's not going to talk. No, but, but he's given us tasty tidbits that we're going to release. No, today. but Bill actually. Uh, is the proprietor of the wishing tree really? in Winter Haven. He and his lovely bride and their kids have been doing that for decades. 16 years, 16 he says. 16 years, yeah, wow. So Good job, Bill. It finally paid off for me. After 16 years, it finally paid off. Thanks, That's Bill. Not, well, you've only done it twice. No, I've only done it once, actually. <laughs> there you go, 100%. Oh, 100%, yeah. So what's the next wish sound like? I don't know. I'll have to wait till next year. Oh, you're going to have a whole year of coming up with a wish. Yeah, coming up with a wish. That's there, awesome, you know, man. One, I'm one for one. That's awesome. Well, folks, as you know, this first part of the Fred Jeff Show is brought to you by our good friends at TucsonHappenings.com. If you want to know what's going on in Tucson, check out TucsonHappenings.com because you'll find out. Tons of great information. And, Fred, by the way, did you know? I know nothing. And, folks, you'll have to forgive me because for some strange reason this morning I put the wrong contact in the wrong eye. I don't know what I'm doing. It might be too much club cactus volleyball. Or too much Tucson Realtor shootout, Fort Lowell soccer shootout. I don't know. I think it's too much uh, club soda in your tequila. No, no tequila for this young man. I'm a bourbon guy, like you know. Oh, that's right. So today, having you know, having just thrown out the bourbon, today is National Bootleggers Day, Fred. Did you know that? Well, no, I didn't. Well, now you do. National Bootleggers Day. But there are no more bootleggers. Well, then you can have National Hot Buttered Rum Day. No, I don't want that either. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, bootleggers ended with uh, when prohibition ended. No, you can still bootleg. What? Well, like bear, what? Bootleg marijuana? And, sure. Let's go get our bootleg marijuana. <laughs> okay, Fred. That sounds good. You know, I just finished watching Narc. Yeah, raise your hand over there. I saw that. You, uh, I just uh, finished watching Narcos on Netflix. I don't know what that is. It's uh it's the, it's the 
show about Pablo Escobar. Oh, I know who that is. Yeah, yeah. And I thought for sure he'd win in the end this time. <laughs> I was really disappointed. Really disappointed. I mean, why spend all that money to tell me a story I already knew? Oh, you you wanted the revisionist history? Uh, totally. Just like, you know, Man in the High Castle. Yeah. I want some, you know, I don't want that to happen, but, uh, you know, it would have been kind of cool. I don't know but... what that is either. Oh, right. What? I don't watch TV. Ladies and gentlemen, it is, what is today? The I barely, 16th? I, mean, I don't even listen to the show. 17th of January, and you've already started lying again. What? Okay, okay. So I watched The Simpsons on... Oh, yeah. By the way, I met your Hulu. buddy Mike. What? I was having a cigar the other day at Anthony's, yeah. and your buddy Mike, who you've introduced him to Simpsons Tap Out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like a colonel at DM. Yeah, he was he just, telling me. He, he was telling me about how terrible, you know, this and that is. He was real, you know, real fun guy to talk to. Oh, he's awesome. But you get him on a roll, man. He lets you know exactly what he thinks. Oh yeah. He's... And then he looked at me and he goes, "Wait, your name's Jeff Ronstadt?" And I went, "Yeah." And he goes, "Are you relation to Fred?" And I went, "Yeah, he's my older brother." And he goes, "I can see it in your face. You look just like a man. I love that guy. He introduced me to Simpsons Tap Out, yeah. and I'm totally addicted. I think my wife's going to divorce me." I go. Oh, so my brother's been a very good influence on you, huh? Absolutely. Yeah, actually, Mike just got back from uh, Afghanistan. Yeah, a few months ago. Yeah, good guy, good guy. Yeah, he's he's an awesome guy. So, folks, lots of stuff happening in Tucson today. Like well, let me let me just start out well, number just, one you know, uh, with the heirloom farmers market. How about that over at Rito Park? Yeah. Go over there and get some artisan goat cheese, <laughs> or you know, some those goats fabulous can actually paint. I've seen their the work. goats paint. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, that's how they're artisan. I thought they were poetry writers. No, 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 no. Well, what do no, I know? No. What do I know? So you can go do that. You can go to the Antique Fair at Brandy Fenton Park. That's going on till 3 o'clock. Friends of the Library Book Sale. Got to go. Got to do that. Got to do that over at, where's that at? At the Book Barn on North Country Club. Complimentary yoga. No, you already missed that. But you could probably do that next week. Mineral oh, Madness Showcase and Sale. So what's starting here in the Old Pueblo pretty quick? Uh, the Gem and Mineral Show. Uh, F-R-E-D. Come on, man. Actually, Get no, on it. You know, it's funny. We, we need to get those guys back on again because people don't realize it's not just a Gem and Mineral Show. There's actually 47 Gem and Mineral Shows going on. Oh, I thought you were going to say there's 47 gems. That well, wouldn't be something fun to see. That's a, one of the shows. Right. Just okay, 47. Cool. Then you can go to the true stories of the so-called Big Bad Wolves over at the LTW, Life Theater Workshops Family Theater. Awesome. There's also a muse that is a woman like who hates- history right there. What? The title sounds like it's revisionist history. Oh, yeah. Poor yeah. Red Riding who's going to get blackballed or something. <laughs> she gets eaten this time. Okay. Yeah. And then the mu- my oh. muse is a woman who hates. That's uh, also at Literary, Lit- Two Sons- Literacy Connects over at Club Congress. That's today at one thirty. Do you realize in the actual Brothers Grimm fairy tale that Red Riding Hood does get eaten? You know Barney, Barney Grimm? No. He still owes me 20 bucks. Well, really? Yep, so I don't I don't follow them anymore. Oh. Bluegrass Music Session, 3 to 5 tonight. And then all that leading up to 7, 7 p.m. tonight. Is there something going on at the Arizona Theater Company tonight at 7 o'clock? I don't know. We'll find at the out. Temple of Music and Art, we'll have to talk about that later. We'll find out about that. And one. then, lastly, 5K All Black Affair at the Chicago Bar. This year is going to be different. We're making DJs and rappers together on one stage to bring you the best. So go to the Chicago Bar tonight at nine o'clock because you're gonna you're gonna have a hopping good time. Actually, go to the Chicago Bar tomorrow night at eight, as well as tonight, and you'll see our monkey cousins. <laughs> I actually think uh, Pete- you know what. You, the only person you can refer to as a monkey is your children. I refer to... Right, You've been calling me a monkey for 40 years. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Fred. Saka. Third annual Southern Arizona Food and Wine Festival is happening February 6th okay, now, at the let, Tucson Botanical Gardens. Let, let's let's do this now. So you've been reading off of a computer, right? Barely, because remember, my contacts are screwed up. Yeah, so let's let's see what Fred knows off the top, off of, top of your head. So, Fourth uh, Avenue Merchants Association is having a uh, dude. When you start anti- talking about the Fourth Avenue Merchants Association, you have to give a disclaimer that you're the executive director. I don't have to. Do this that. is unpaid promotion. I don't, I don't have, this is America. I could do what I want. <laughs> I do what I the want. Fourth, the fourth. Do you want? Do you go on the chive and check that stuff out? <laughs> I do what I want. <laughs> um, I was on that Charo's ride, and I told my buddy Cam, 
dude, you could do what you want. And he's like, no, I can do what I want. And then he got in trouble. So I felt a little bad. All right. So I can do what I want. Go ahead. And the Fourth Avenue Merch Association is sponsoring an antiques fair this coming Saturday. Yes. Um, also, next week. This coming Saturday. Okay. Got it. Don't say next week because people might think that's two weeks from now. Yeah, well, I have no, this I have coming, no horse in your race. No, this. So yeah, it's next week. No, this coming Saturday, <laughs> antique swap. Yeah. Um, Dillinger Days, downtown Hotel Congress. Where yes. We celebrate. I believe it's the 68th anniversary of the capture of John Dillinger. Did he get shot in that deal? No, that was later. Okay. He got shot later. They should do a, a, a Netflix series on that and then shoot him. <laughs> I'd turn into that one. All right. So uh, what else we got going on? Uh, the second annual Smokin' Showdown, Southern Arizona Smokin' Showdown, oh, is June 4th this year at Hotel Congress. No, it actually might be at Maynard's this time. Across the street, there's more space. Now, here's we'll something fun. If you go to the main library downtown. Oh, that's fun. They have a culture. By the way, do we need to do a disclaimer that your fiancé is a librarian? No. No? Okay. This is, this is so I'm just wondering where you're getting all of this information off of your brain. It's mm, My job and my love. Okay, what's right, going so, on at the library? So if you go there, they have a, a thing called a culture pass. And so they have free tickets mm-hmm. to all sorts of things. Um, I don't know if they currently have the, the current ATC show, but for Tucson Symphony, for Arizona Opera, for some of the museums around town, uh, UA Presents. And it's an opportunity. You can actually check out tickets to go to these fine uh, cultural elements. They got tickets to Star Wars? That's No. I ain't going. No, they don't. I'm done. I'm out. Hey, speaking but, uh, of Star Wars, unless, you know at the loft, Mondo Monday, this yeah. Monday, yeah. is Godzilla versus King Kong. <laughs> and right, I think we're done with this it. week also at the loft, 70 miller, they cranked up that 70 millimeter projector, yeah. and they're going to show Lawrence of Arabia. In 70 millimeter. In 70 millimeter. And then the week after that, they're going to do the Wild Bunch. Sam Peckinpah, one of his fat, finest. So, we got to take a break, folks. The jocularity has just begun, so stick around for more here on The Fred and Jeff Show. This bit of The Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Unicom Graphics, Steel Door, and Sleeping Frog Farms. Now, time for more of The Fred and Jeff Show. This is Fred and Jeff Show. This is Fred Ronstadt. I'm here with my little brother, Jeffrey. Hola, Shukshon. And we're celebrating the people, the places, the events, history, and the culture that make living in Tucson and Southern Arizona so gosh darn wonderful. That is exactly right, Fred. And one of the things that makes Tucson so gosh darn wonderful is the fact that we have a phenomenal regional theater company in our community. That's right. We share it with uh, Tempe Normal, but that's okay. (laughs) That's all right. But so we we get uh, first swing at every show that the Arizona Theater Company produces, and this production first swing. That's an excellent, excellent analogy. Yeah, sometimes I, I yeah, and you park. probably another one. So excellent. <laughs> so with us today is David Allen Anderson and Kim Saunton. Staunton. Kim, don't take any offense to Fred. No. He has a hard time pronouncing Smith. So, David, we're happy you got you right. Yeah, thank you. So, they, they are the uh, the kids who are going to be performing the Pulitzer Prize winning uh, play called Fences, which open actually opens on Friday this week, but this whole week is preview week. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, first of all, David uh, and Kim, we'll just pick on one of you, or, you know, pick on you one at a time. I say we start with Kim. Kim, where are you from? <laughs> I was born in Washington, D.C., but I am from Encino, California. Really? Mm-hmm. How long have you been in Encino? Uh, about, I, well, I was in uh, Valley Village for 17 years, and I just moved to Encino about um, six months ago. Good for you. So, and- I've been a Californian for about 18 years total. All right. Most of your life, then. I'm sorry. <laughs> Most, <laughs> Most of your life. Well, was... I lived in New York for 26 years, so I kind of feel like, and then I'm from D.C., so oh, we were, I had we're, a lot we're, of... We're trying to give you a different timeline for your oh, age. Right. Oh, well, right. that's... Oh, thank you. There <laughs> you go. It. <laughs> it's yeah. early. It is. Well, you know, it is early, right. <laughs> thank you so much, though. And when did the thespian bug bite you? Oh, my goodness. You want to know, like, when it 
first bit me sure ninth grade ninth grade yeah Ooh. and then I just had a lot of folks behind me that uh, encouraged me to continue so and what did you do in ninth grade a monologue uh, really that <laughs> that was it and and a ninth grade teacher said kid you need to stick with this you need to stick with this and then luckily um, a, a performing arts high school well an arts <clears throat> high school because they had visual arts as well the Ellington School of the Arts opened Named uh, after the Duke? It, named after the Duke. And I was the first graduating cl- class. I, I, we won't talk about the year. <laughs> but uh, because that school opened and could facilitate uh, me at the time, and, and when this ninth grade teacher was encouraging me, it was just perfect. And I just sort of matriculated on Good up. Good for and you. After that, I got into Juilliard, which was really extraordinary. Wow. And everything else is history from there. Well, that's so. wonderful. Well, you continue to make history now. Yeah. I mean, that I'm still in this business <laughs> right. after this long. Well, That's a, a, a testament. And what's yeah. been your the favorite piece that you've performed? Oh, my goodness. It's it's hard to say. But, I mean, the play we're doing now is, is one of my favorites. August Wilson is my favorite. I just love his work. And I think he, he's given actors such a great gift, um, generations of actors. And I've just been one of the, uh, you know, people who, who've benefited and actors who've benefited from from his great work. That's awesome. You know, one time I was in Pittsburgh and I got in this card game with August. He still owes me 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Running joke here on the Fred Jeff Show. <laughs> yeah, everybody, before you leave, you'll owe him 20 bucks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think the world of his work, mm-hmm. amazing stuff. Have you done any of his other work? Yes, I done about six of his other plays and fences is one of your tops yes it is all right joe turner's come and gone is my another favorite of mine. excellent piece yeah. of work yeah mm-hmm. so give our audience kind of a brief overview of your character and how you've kind of fallen in love with with performing this character uh rose is the wife of troy maxson um who's uh the lead in our in our play she's a devoted um, caring, loving, nurturing wife who's who sort of balances her husband, <laughs> uh, keeps him keeps him balanced, keeps him on track, and has sort of put aside her own dreams to support him and this family. Um, I think she's every man's dream. Uh, Bono, who's Troy's friend, has a line where he says, "When you married Rose." You know, you that's when I knew you had sense. I mean, you chose the right one. And because of that, I, I follow you. I, 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 I'm inspired by you for, for making Rose your choice. So she's a, a really amazing, amazing woman. We, we see that theme run through a lot of his work of kind of foregoing your dreams to, to, to build somebody else up. Yes, yes. And I think she's more open than Troy is because he's sort of stuck in his own circumstances and well he thinks he's he, lost a lot oh he does and he's trying to protect us from from that but i think rose sees beyond that she can see the changing times a little bit better she can see that that it's different from when it you know the pre jackie robinson uh, uh era that he's you know been uh, uh affected by you know racism has has thwarted his dreams and deferred his his hopes and she can see beyond that but he can't. It, it's all about the, you know, you can't stop time. No. And what if? Mm-hmm. You know, what if I was 10 years younger? Yeah. You know, then, then I could have been Jackie Robinson. Right, or, right. you know, something of that nature. And he lives in that. And now that his son has the opportunity to play ball, he's uh, keeping him from having that experience because he thinks he'll be uh, treated the same way Crushed. he was. And right. Yeah. And it's not quite that way, but he, he can't. And let it Get go. beyond it. Yeah. So yeah. it's very powerful. It is. And it's, you're kind of the glue that keeps your characters that glue. Absolutely. That's a really good way to, to describe it. Thank and, you. And there's so many amazing themes <laughs> as well. well no, <laughs> oh, I mean, oh, that, no, that, yeah. I'm a huge, Jeff, Jeff, a huge fan. Right, right. Yeah. No. Well, don't we all, Fred? Yeah. You're a beautiful person, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. So when folks come and see this play here in Tucson, Mm-hmm. What is the one thing for the novice? So a lot of people probably coming to this for the first time. 
what is something that you want them to think, be thinking in their mind as they sit down and the, and the lights get low and the production starts? That they'll be a part of a journey that speaks to them. It's universal. Uh, there, I was just about to say there's so many themes that are so human, you know, from infidelity to death to redemption to love to pain to relationships between a wife and a, a husband, a father and a son. So hopefully the moment that curtain goes up and they see that extraordinary set and that comfort level with that Friday night <laughs> ritual um, and storytelling as a ritual, that they, they, they'll be at home, but they'll kind of get a peek in at, uh, at a world that's, you know, very human. Very human. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We'll break a leg. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Have a, have a great time. <laughs> yeah. And then we want to get to the Southpaw over there. <laughs> she said it all, man. <laughs> I'm done. No, Let's go. You no, know, no. I'm and you a... owe me $20. <laughs> yeah. Get it from August. <laughs> so I'm a huge pirate sports fan, huge Pittsburgh sports fan, always has been. So when I first saw this play, and I saw this play back in college, mm. back in the 80s, um, late 80s. I think it was, I think it came out in 83 or 85, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe I was just out of college in 88. So I'd just seen it pretty brand new. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, James Earl Jones mm-hmm. was the, was the uh, played your part, mm-hmm. played Troy. Blew me away. Yeah. Blew me away. Yeah. So how long have you been in, in the theater? And this um, is just oh, I'm to sorry. Re, uh, reintroduce, re, re, refresh people's memories. This is David Allen Anderson. Uh, he's playing the lead, Troy, in Troy. Fences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've been uh, professionally for uh, over 20 years. I, um, uh, I announced at age six that I would either play for the Cincinnati Reds or be an actor. Are you and, from Cincinnati? No, I'm from Indianapolis. Uh, but back then, back in the old olden days. Oh, yeah. That's who we saw, baseball, the Reds. We saw the Bengals and the, the Bears, and, and I wanted to play for the Big Red Machine. Cool. So I got a funny story. Way back in the day when Fred and I were little itty-bitties, yeah. we used to have a AAA ball club here called the Tucson Toros. Uh-huh. And at that point, they were affiliated with the Cleveland Indians. Mm-hmm. Well, one of their players was this guy named Manny Trio. Yeah. And if you're an old Big yeah. Red Machine, you know who that is. Yeah. Well, later on in the game, when they took Manny out, he'd sit in the right field corner you know on the home field side uh-huh. and fred fred would sell cokes because he was older than me and i would right. sell peanuts uh-huh. and he would say hey red come here come here come here he goes if you give me a bag of peanuts i'll teach you how to play this game is that right and i would sit in right field over the fence manny trio would sit on a bench eating peanuts and he he showed me how to play the you game of baseball the game yeah and so wow but i loved willie stargell yeah. which is why i became a pirate fan mm-hmm. but manny trio when he, they traded him to the Reds, I it's like I lost mm. a brother. Well, I we have a uh, I'm from Indianapolis, and uh, we have a a, a, a wonderful AAA team, the Indi- Indianapolis Indians, been yeah. around forever. And uh, back in the day, the Indians were the AAA team for the Reds. And back then, the t- the Reds would come into town once a year in the summer and play an exhibition game. Cool. So I got to see Pete Rose. Uh, Johnny Bench. Johnny Bench. Yeah. Greatest catcher ever. Sure. You know, uh, oh, wait a second. Well, Catfish no. Hunter. No, well, Catfish Hunter's not a catcher. No, 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 Fred, Fred, know your place, Fred. He was a pitcher. Come on now. Wait, wait, wait. Catfish Hunter? Catfish Hunter was a pitcher for the Oakland A's on the same staff of the Bite of Blue. Who, Come on, who, check him, who, man. Who, David. That's your the, brother. This is my okay. older brother. I have to defer oh, to him older brother. Time. I, I got one Most of those. Most times, yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying. No, Raleigh Finger. Oh, no, another pitcher. Pitcher. Raleigh yes. Fingers. I thought Catfish Hunter was the catcher. No. Fred, let's just continue our interview with David, yeah. Yeah. please. <laughs> All right, so who is the catcher who played for the A's when Raleigh Fingers and, and Catfish Hunter were playing? Here, David. Who was it? I don't know. <laughs> Bill was trying to help me out. Okay, and Bill, I, Bill. Look it up on Dennis. Gene, Gene Tennis. 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 I that's know that guy. Tennis. That's, a, that's should, good. That's right. I used to sell him peanuts and popcorn. Yes, you probably did because the A's used to come into town yeah. too. That's, that, so isn't it amazing how we fall in love with America's pastime? Yes. Oh, man. I, I dreamed of being a uh, pro baseball player. Uh, then I, you know, I played in high school and then I started you know, doing other things and doing this and doing that. Next, you know, it's like, you don't have the discipline for that. Okay, so I guess I'm going to do this. So is that you know? so you got the, the bug in high school? I got the bug as a kid, uh, really young. Uh, six, seven years old, um, but it took 
problem back then you didn't have all the programs that you have for children you do, you do now. So which are wonderful. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, you know, but but back then you know you had a television that had four channels. Good you know, point. So what, what you see on television that's pipe dream. Right. You know, so it took um, uh, foray into college and being in a class that just read plays. We're just reading and talking about plays because I went to college to be a lawyer or a doctor or whatever kind of what, what white collar profession, yeah. right? Yeah. And then I had a, um, a Dr. Winona Fletcher uh, ask me one day, have you ever thought about going into acting? I said, yeah, every day. And she said, well, you should. So that summer, while sitting in summer class, an econ class, Ooh. at the back row. Good thinking, times right there. Right? Everything but econ. <laughs> right. I decided, okay, that's what I'm going to do. So I changed my major. And um, that's, that's what we do now. And the so. rest is history. Yeah. So tell us about... Playing Troy has got to be just gut-wrenching. I mean, you've got to amp yourself up for this thing. It's, How uh, do you do it? It's, it's uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I mean, because do it you, Clearly, um, you, you live, you've lived a life, personally, where you, you, know, you got breaks, you went to college, yeah, you know, you're, yeah. and, well, and you here's know, a guy I, I think, who's I, just. I think even with that, you know, still the understanding of dreams deferred. Is something that I still, especially in, in America, and understanding where he comes from, the early part of the 20th century, where uh, African American men were, were were striving just to survive, uh, let alone living out dreams, um, and knowing where he comes from, and you know how hard he had to work to get what he had, and that he still feels like he has nothing. He could have had, you know. But he so had, he right? has to work really hard to protect what he has, mm-hmm. and then. Um, you know, j- just a little slow and moving forward because he sees the pain that, uh, as he says, that the white man's not going to let you do anything. You know, they held me back from the major leagues, even though I was a great play- player. I mastered America's pastime, and you didn't let me play. So I'm going to protect my kid. I'm not going to let them hurt my boy. You know, get you a trade, learn how to put your hands to some good use. Got that it. kind of thing. Got so. it. Sadly, because we're kind of on a roll here, Yeah. we got to take a break. Okay. So, uh... We got about 10 seconds. So, folks, stick around because we've got a little bit more than you two got to get to practice. So, stick around for more practice. here on The Fred and Jeff Show. This portion of The Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Barker Morrissey Contracting, Ronstadt Insurance, and Casa de la Luz Hospice. Now, time for more of The Fred and Jeff Show. This is the Fred and Jeff Show. This is Fred Ronstadt. I'm here with my little brother, Jeffrey. Hola, Shukshon. And we are celebrating the people, the places, events, history, and culture that make a living in Tucson and Southern Arizona. So, gosh darn Why wonderful. are you guys laughing at my intro? I, it's, it's I love the it. It's, 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 you know, it's Shuk- my little brother. Da, 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 da. You know, you, you make your little thing. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Well, Shukshon is how the Indian. That's what the Indians called Tucson like a thousand years ago. Oh, that's okay. why you say Shukshon. Okay, that's yeah. cool. Well, probably well, about four thousand years ago. Four. Yeah. Okay. And like and that. well, there you have it. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, ladies and gentlemen. Have we a great week. We invite people to visit us at friendjeff.com. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and even subscribe to the Tome of Wisdom Entertainment on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. Jeffrey. Yes, sir. What what's going on in the world today? You know, we got volleyball games this afternoon. Yeah. Club Cactus Junior Silver Team is going to take on some folks. My daughter Mia, God love you, Mia. She's uh, playing in the back row. No, she's in the front row, spiking them around. So oh, they're really? all they're all learning. I thought she was the water girl. She's not the water girl. That would be your kids or the snake. The, your the children were the, the water boys. <laughs> no, my kids were. Play in the theater. In the theater. They were singing and dancing and acting their way into memory. Father, all this hearts. will be yours one day, son. Father, I just want to sing. No, stop that music right now. <laughs> all right, so anyways, we are sitting here in the lovely studio at the KQTH, I don't know. Headquarters. Headquarters. Yes. We need to name the studio. We should have this be We call this, uh, okay, yeah. Alec and McCoy Studio. This is the Alec and McCoy Studio. Alec and McCoy Studio. Very like that. <laughs> we can call it the Hive. Why the Hive? Ah, who knows? We call yeah. it the 4th Avenue Studio. Oh. This is the 4th Avenue Merchant Association Brought studio. to you by the Pima County Library System. That's right. <laughs> Go get a book. And here we are get today. Get some seeds. Get some tickets to events in Tucson at your library. And who are we here with today, Fred? We are here with t- today. We are here with a couple of cast members from Fences, which is the uh, is this week is preview week. Uh, opens on Friday. It is the current offering of the Arizona Theater Company, our state's regional theater company. Yes. Uh, based here in Tucson, Arizona. 
And, and folks, this time around, it's not a musical and it's not a comedy. It is a thinking man's play. You're oh, going to so think. I won't be going. You're going to feel it right in your heart if when I you go to this play. If I don't get a, a big guffaw right at the beginning with a big musical number, I'm mm-hmm. out. Like Hershey? Yeah. Hershey was, Felder. Hershey Felder was fantastic. Yeah, there wasn't a but big But this guffaw. is different. This is one. This I've been waiting for this production the whole season. Doesn't mean I haven't enjoyed all the other ones, because I have. Oh, and there's, but there's, this is the guy. And there's more fun to come this oh, season. Oh, yeah, much more fun. So, so with we're not t- peaking yet, but it we're definitely, definitely way up there. Uh, I think this might be worth the crest, I think. Mm, okay. So the, in studio with us is David Allen Anderson and Kim Staunton. 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 Oh, Fred, you should have left it alone. You've done good. No, Staunton. That's it. Uh-huh. Uh, and they are the uh, principals in Fences, which is the current August play. Wilson's incredible. Pulitzer Prize winning. Yeah. Did it win Tony's? No, that's just musical. <laughs> it did, it did, it did win when a There's no music Tony's. in this guy, is there? No, Tony's is just Broadway. The, the, I don't, yeah. Oh, oh Broadway. Oh, yeah, and yeah. They honor Right. As well. mm-hmm. right, 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 right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry, Fred, I shouldn't have laughed at you. So, David, before we <laughs> left on our break, right, I right. really want to ask this question. And I know you guys have rehearsal today, so I don't. we don't want to keep you too long. This, your character, okay, so you're a guy, yeah. you grew up, you know, in Indianapolis, yeah. rooting for the Reds, I'm sorry, and all that kind of good stuff. So you're like a normal guy like the rest of us. Yeah. And you get the theater bug, you jump into the theater. What, what, remember what your first, play that you did remember the first we asked Kim and she had a, a big monologue so she's <laughs> she and a supportive is teacher and a supportive said, teacher you need to do this girl. Yeah. you were probably in what like a, the production of uh, Once Upon a Mattress and no. you played the night there, in there the back always mattresses involved but, but, not, but not in the theater um <laughs> well, you know, it, it, uh, I mean, I, I, like I said, I started as a kid. Um, um, we I, all do. I, I remember doing poetry in church and um, uh, doing some plays in, in uh, middle school. Wow, you had poetry in church? We uh, just had beatings. Well, it was a little, yeah, it was a little uh, uh, <laughs> Sunday school class, and, and we were reading poetry, and uh, all the kids walked up, and they had their poem, and they read it, and I walked up, and I had my paper. I stuck it in my pocket and just spit it out there. And, uh, you know, so my mom was like, well, that's really, really great, you know. Um, so, you know, I always wanted to be, I always wanted to be an actor. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, once I started in college, um, there's a, a program called the American College Theater Festival, and it honors uh, uh, college-level theater by allowing them to enter into this program, the festival. And if you're accepted, you go to a regional uh, and then from that, they pick shows to go to the nationals. Well, the first show I did in college was called uh, The Cashier. We went to the regionals in South Bend, and we got to go to the nationals to the Kennedy Center. Wow. So the very first play I did in college, I performed at the Kennedy Center. You hit it. So uh, why even go on? Like, bam, I'm well, done. You know, it's like, hey. Yeah, what? it's like first at bat, you hit exactly. a grand slam hit to win the World run. Series. Right. Batting, batting a thousand. Wow. Down here from there. Kennedy Center. Um, but yeah, so, um, but like I said, you know, back then, it's, it's, um, uh, you know, you didn't have the kind of programming that you have for children now. You know, there wasn't the, the constant, you know, uh, opportunities everywhere. So it, it still seemed like a pipe dream. Um, and then I um, eventually uh, um, met Lou Bellamy, who is the director of this play. And uh, he came to Indianapolis to do, a, to do a community theater play. And after two weeks of rehearsal, he said, you need to come and work with me. He runs a, uh, an African-American theater company in St. Paul, Minnesota called Penumbra which has been considered America's top black theater company in America. So he brought me up there and I met these guys, uh, um, uh, many guys who, uh, who helped August Wilson find some of the early voices of his earlier plays because August uh, is listed as a company member. So were they the workshopping these? This yeah, they would, help, mm-hmm. uh, they would help workshop the plays. As a matter of fact, the name Fences was uh, given to the play by uh, Marion McClinton, I understand, who was a Penumbra company member. Uh, who I've worked with uh, at Penumbra and uh, in other places around the country. So did you meet August Wilson? Did, did you know the man? I met him once. Kim knows him. Kim knew oh, him. Oh, Kim, you knew him? Personally. Yeah. Okay, David, this part of the interview for you is over. Okay. Kim! <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so you met him once. I met him once. Well, he started there he in started Minnesota. Yeah. But then um, the O'Neill Theater Center in New London, Connecticut, um, started to do his works, and he that's when he started his affiliation with Lloyd Richards, and I was fortunate enough to be a New York actor who was hired by the O'Neill Theater Center. 
So I got to read a number of his plays. And the O'Neill is basically a, it, it's a forum for the play, new playwright. You get to work on the play for a week, right. and then you do a reading at the end of the week. So you're helping the playwright to, mm-hmm. to find his voice as well. Wow. So I remember the August that, that David yeah. Allen remembers from way back, before the Pulitzers, before the, the fame, yeah. who was searching, who loved actors. Actors were like a gift to him. Because well, yeah, it's one thing to write something down and have the voices in your brain. Right. It's different having s- someone just completely outside of you interpret what you've written and, well, and to, then to you be start able to hear it. Hear it. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, I think uh, one thing that audiences will, 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 will see once they get in there, that there's a, a specific rhythm and vernacular that your ears probably not used to. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the backyard that this play takes place in. Mm-hmm. Wow. These are my people. Yeah. I know the rhythm of the language, the vernacular. Uh, Kim knows it. She's from yeah. D.C. You know, and, and it's, it's a very different kind of thing. So to have an actor to be able to read and interpret it for you, but then to be able to sing it, yeah. because right. it is lyric. To, for me, it's the, their lyrics. Absolutely. Yeah. To be able to Absolutely. sing it the way they do. And uh, at Penumbra, uh, Lou Bellamy, uh, Terry Bellamy, who plays Gabriel, Lou's brother, uh, one of one of uh, uh, August's characters in another play is based on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so, so to have these people to come in and be able to help you find the voice of your characters, and then to be a part of that, yeah. it's, just, yeah, it's just it's just amazing. And what you know? a gift he gave us, because back then, when I first started in the business over thirty years ago, um, we would get sides. We would, which would just um, sides are, are just script, your piece, script, yeah, yeah right. for for television and film, for instance. And you would always think. These people don't sound like yeah. I sound. Yeah. They don't sound like the relatives I know. Mm-hmm. So when August came on board and and the world, you know, and gave the world his work, it was like, oh my goodness, that's my grandmother. That's my that's auntie. my auntie. That's, that's my, my uncle. uncle. Yeah. That's my father. You know, and yeah. we were able to and 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 that work, uh, it, it it will affect generations to come. My kid, who's now my youngest kid, when he was in high school, he studied August in his English curriculum. So he not, he's not only he's not only blessed actors with his great work over mm-hmm. the over you know decades, but um, uh, now he's a part of the academic curriculum. Mm-hmm. That's great. Uh, and you're meeting more and more people who said, "Oh yeah, I studied him and I studied fences in college. Mm-hmm. I studied fences in high school." So it seems to be one of those plays that's also um, it's become you know, part of us. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it, and it has because it it's taking uh, the American America's pastime and and making it very personal. Yes. It's human. amazing. Well, there's yeah, a cultural human. specificity human. to it that that we get that you don't get, but because of that specificity, it opens itself up to some generalizations that you will get: the father-son relationship, mm-hmm. the husband-wife, the the uh, the friendship, mm-hmm. the uh, the struggle to pick yourself up out of the gutter uh, and and achieve something, the desire that you know all those things that so the things that we uni- understand. The universal theme. Yeah, absolutely. Just human. Absolutely. 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 But you can't get that. So eloquently, unless you're able to do it so specifically right. yeah. with the, the, the language and the people mm-hmm. and who they are specifically at that time in 1957 and what, with what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And you know, so he does that really well. You're able to kind of connect to that character, Troy, yeah. the character you play, yeah. because in your life you may have known a Troy. Oh, I, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah. I know the backyard. I mean, it takes place in the backyard. Um, I know the ritual. There's a Friday, Friday evening ritual. He comes home from work. He brings home certain things. He hangs out with his buddy. Mm-hmm. His wife is there with him, and they have a good time. His son comes by, um, and it's it's just a ritual. I know that ritual, and not specifically to the backyard, but I know that ritual. And storytelling is incorporated the, in yeah. that ritual so beautifully. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, it's the storytelling that he does, and <laughs> and that he holds court and. Yes. And uh, and you love him in spite of the fact that you may also hate him because right. he's a hard man to love because this is who he is, right. and I'm not apologizing for it. But somehow know? there's so. a great redemption after his death, and so the fifth uh, scene of the, le- of the well the final act of the final spoiler scene. Alert. Oh, oh, spoiler <laughs> alert! <laughs> well, I'll just say this: there's a redemption factor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I think everyone can also relate to. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll yeah. just so that. so <laughs> we feel Fred and I feel very strongly. That uh, everybody needs to see this production. Absolutely. Absolutely. As many folks, and so, folks, you're hearing it here only one time. Preview is Tuesday. Well, pre- it's the preview, next preview week. Preview this, week this is preview, this week. It's preview week. But this Tuesday's week. preview is $10. Pay, or pay what you can. Or pay what you can. 
So we want to fill the house, folks. If you've never been to a production of the Arizona Theater Company, now's your shot. If you've thought that, you know, it's a little bit too priced for me and the family, now's your shot. you got to get down and see this production of Fences Tuesday night preview. preview this coming Tuesday at 7.30. It's okay if the kids are late to school the next day. Temple of Music and Art. Temple of Music and Art downtown. Ten bucks or what you can pay to see these fabulous actors do this incredible piece by August Wilson. Please, please, please come down and see it. And if you just like going to the Arizona Theater Company, go and see it anytime. Because you guys, the run is, when's the run start? Previews this week and then uh, opening night is Friday. Runs for a couple weeks. And we'll continue to talk about uh, this over the next, the course of the week. Remind folks. Uh, the shows that are available and, and uh, uh, you know, when they can see this. Yeah, and David, Kim, thanks so much for Thank coming you for on the show. Yeah, yeah, you guys really, we really are looking forward to seeing you. Cool. Beautiful. All right, folks, stick around. We got a little bit more here on the show that we want to share with you, so we'll be right back with more here on The Fred and Jeff Show. This portion of the Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Anthony's Cigar Emporium, Power Women Investing, and Mayfield Flores. Now, time for more of the Fred and Jeff Show. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Fred and Jeff Show. This is Fred Rust. I am here with my little brother, Jeffrey. Hola, Tucson. And we're celebrating the people, the places, events, history, and culture they make a living in Tucson and Southern Arizona. So gosh darn wonderful, Jeff. And Fred, there's tons of it. Tons of it. Here's the great part. We just spent two segments of the show talking about the culture, the Arizona Theater Company. It's yeah. amazing yeah. how we get these fabulous people to come in from out of town and and, produ- and they produce these incredible yeah, I shows. Mean, people who are, you know, Juilliard trained, they, they're, they're from iconic um, theater companies in, in this country and help to actually cr- craft the 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 things that we see on stage it's brilliant and folks you've got to take advantage of it it is absolutely the pinnacle of amazing uh, you won't spend a better two hours next week outside of spending time with friends and family it is amazing 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 so we highly suggest don't forget two dollars or excuse me tuesday it's ten dollars or whatever you could pay this coming tuesday Preview week, um, please go down and see them. Arizona Theater Company, Temple of Music and Art. Yeah, it's fantastic. On South Scott. Uh-huh. Now, here's some more cultural funness in the old Pueblo. Okay, I didn't think we could beat the the top, top, top culture of August Wilson, but Fred, you've managed to do it. Yes, I have. <laughs> Tucson Roller Derby. <laughs> the girls are back. Oh, boy. It's, uh, let's see, what's season 13? Season 13. Woohoo! So, wow, I can't believe it. In studio with us, and lucky number 13 is Pyro Blaze. With, uh, let's see, you're still with, let me, I'm trying to remember. Furious Tuck Truck Stop Waitresses? No, Vice Squad. Vice, Vice Squad. Squad. The Vice Squad. How could we forget that? It's paramount to thinking that Catfish Hunter was a catcher. <laughs> That's right. You got to get your teams straight. And his positions. Yeah. Fred, come so, on, okay, man. Well, I met Raleigh Finger, and I did meet Catfish Hunter. Hey, you know what? Do you? I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember meeting Lee Hank Trevino? Aaron? Hank Aaron? No. Because you didn't. <laughs> I, I have gonna... his autograph on a baseball, though. Do you really? Yeah. Where'd you get that? Um, Ron Hassey. Yeah. Actually. Tucsonan. Got it for me. Well, that's super nice. So either he got it legitimately, or he signed the ball himself and handed it to me. <laughs> Yeah, so actually, I was gonna, I was gonna. You oh, know, there's, Fred! There's a uh, there's a place in this country, and I forget where it's at, but you can send them autographs, mm-hmm. and they uh, they will verify them and put on a you know a sticker saying or hologram, you know. Oh yeah, 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 saying it's it's real, it's authentic. Yeah, cool. So and did was, you do that with your baseball? Not yet. I will at some point. <laughs> but I like you know, it's and it's not it's it doesn't say HOF or anything else. It's just Hank Aaron. On a ball. That's cool. It's, you know, it's an aged ball. So it could be like, you know, the Shroud of Turin. It may be Jesus. <laughs> it may, may be. Maybe some some fake. But I'll, I'll just hope that it's Jesus. That's what I'll hope. You know, Fred, you need to take a couple weeks off the show now and again. 
because your jocul- the your humor level this week is at an all time high, or maybe it's because <laughs> of Sharla. Sharla's making you a happy, jovial guy. No, sh- no, Sharla's great. Yeah, there you go. She is awesome. My life awesome. is better with Sharla. Yes, it is. I will say that. You know, I got to tell Actually, you, no. I was at Rotary the other day. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Pyroblaze. So I was at Rotary the other day, and Kathy Ketagawa came up to me, and she's, you know, she's maybe like nine inches shorter than me. Yeah. And I'm in a conversation, and she moves right up onto my shoulder, and I'm and I'm and I feel the heat radiating from her that she wants to tell me a story. Yeah. And I'm standing, and I finish my story, and I look at Kathy, and I go, "Hey, Kathy." She goes, "Well, your brother." I wasn't a big fan of him, of his, but I guess I've got to be now because he's marrying one of the most amazing women in the world. So, what? Your brother must have something good about him if she loves him. (laughs) Kind of like the theme of the play Fences. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Fred the Chump. All of a sudden, people in the world think Fred's a chump. And now that he's marrying Sharla, the amazing woman, they think, huh, let's give Fred a second shot. Because if she sees something amazing in him, so there's got to be something amazing in him. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, the check's in the mail. <laughs> All right, Pyro. So let's talk about Tucson Roller Derby. 13th anniversary, 13th season. 13th season. Flat track roller derby. That's right. We're the third oldest uh, bouting flat track team in the country. So bouting? being around. Uh, that means we started bouting. Um, we started playing games um, for the public before some of the... Some of the other leagues were incorporated okay, got for it. us, but yeah, we, all, we, we we got to the punch. Yeah, they're, gotcha. they're all posers. Tucson Roller Derby is the so real 13 deal. 13 season is, uh, it's pretty good, and we're opening really strong. Last year, uh, our, our third uh, home team, the Copper Queens, mm-hmm. they won state championships. No way. Yeah, in, in Phoenix, they beat um, Arizona Roller Derby. They're our biggest rivals. They're a Division One team. They're really good. They're a really good league. Um, and they beat uh, Copper Queens. Beat the Bad News Beaters. They beat the Surly Girlies. And it was a close game. They won by 16 points. And this season <laughs> wow. opener, that is, yeah, it, I mean, it was know, a, it was close. a nail biter. And they fought it. I mean, it was it was so exciting. And this season opener pits them again. We have a doubleheader coming up. It is the Copper Queens rematching the Surleys. It's going to be a lot of action, a lot of um, oh, that's, it's going high to be egos. level, ego Will biter, biter. Um, Ten- Hopefully not. Technically, oh. that can't happen. <laughs> no? Yes, technically, it can't happen. Okay. Well, that's but, okay. You know, but bruises and batterings will happen. Technically, uh, that can't happen. Uh, one, technically, yes, it can't almost. happen. And I'm understanding what you're saying. And I'm the, picking up because what you're these putting are, down. These are nice, nice women who follow the Professional rules. Professional women, mothers, <laughs> daughters, sisters. We follow the rules. Yes. When you yeah, do that we, thing we with your fingers. You know, this is a... radio. When you do that thing with your fingers, <laughs> that quotations, the you got to let people know you're doing it. You know, it. we actually we have a great crew of NSOs, a lot of refs. And they, NSO? They keep what is... us in line, um, non-skating officials. Oh. Um, so and, and we're always looking for volunteers to come out. If you want to get closer to the game of roller derby, you sit there, you... You know, um, time penalties. You, uh, you know, just just help out, uh, and keep score. Uh, there's a lot of different scores. To keep. I'm and surprised. of course, our refs they keep us in line. We have a lot of people to keep us in line. I'm surprised you're not a ref, Fred. I actually was looking into becoming a ref. And then, well, Mark Joyner. Uh, Mark Joyner, yeah. He's, he's uh, major quad damage. Is he's a ref for Tucson Roller Derby? Oh, you yes, have to have a, a stage name to be a ref. Well, you get you to get have a, a stage name oh, to be a ref. There's big difference Fred, there. you could be like, I don't know, like like Bib, Big Bubba Gumper, you know, some crazy name like that. <laughs> Shiny chrome guy. And, you know, speaking of our refs, one of our refs, uh, Major Harm, he has gotten chosen to um, ref an international bout in Japan coming up in, in a few months. Well, wow. Yeah. Wait a minute. They yeah, play it's, roller it's derby outside of Arizona? Everywhere. Really? When we hosted D1. Um, Tucson hosted the, the Division One playoffs. Um, this is national stuff. The National Roller Derby came to Tucson, set up shop, and um, Australia came. They, they won. They were great, Victorian Roller Derby League. Um, we had teams from Canada. Wow. We had teams from all over the U.S. come in. So it's big. It's getting bigger. Wow. Wow, I like and, that. See, I love roller derby. And actually, there, there's a library connection to roller derby. Oh, God. Here we one, go. One, <laughs> of my, one of my new favorite there players, 
Aside, Pyro is always my first favorite. <laughs> but uh, Dewey Decimatrix. <laughs> There's a children's library. She'll be skating with the Copper Queens on Saturday night. She's a a librarian? She's a children's librarian. She plays cello. I learned that she plays cello. So she plays cello, is a children's librarian, and now is kicking butt in roller derby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's an (laughs) all-around butt kicker. She's great. You guys are awesome. She has a little logo on her uh, helmet. Of a smiling decimal or something? Well, close. Uh, You you know, like, the, the trucker... Uh, mud flaps that have like the you know the the, the women the girl on the from silhouette. the side view yeah Except with the hair with books yeah she yeah. has one oh, that's that, awesome she has that silhouette with the girl reading a book oh that's awesome mm-hmm. so now where are y'all playing at so we play at the Tucson Indoor Sports Center it's um, Grant and the and I ten ten sixty five West Grant and doors open at six on Saturday night. And bring for chairs. A double header. No, you don't have to bring chairs. Oh. We provide chairs. We provide. Uh, ah. You can get refreshments. You can get. Yeah, back snacks. in the day, you, you said you know bring in a, a <laughs> uh, one of those. We've, yeah, we've we've gone up a, a little notch since then. Um, but but you can people still sit. love to sit ringside. Yeah, um, you can sit on the deck. You can sit man. trackside. So. Wow. But yeah, good um, times. And you can buy tickets online um, through our website, TucsonRollerDerby.com, through our Facebook page. We have a Facebook event, Tucson Roller Derby. And you can also get them at the Surly Wench. That's backed by popular demand. So you can walk in. And where's the Surly Wench? Oh, the gosh. Surly Wench is on 4th Avenue. 4th Avenue. 4th Avenue. You know, folks, 4th Avenue is definitely a fun place to go. It is where Tucson happens, right there. Is on that 4th your Avenue. new logo or is that your new tagline, I'm, where I'm Tucson working, happens? I'm, I'm test, this is Test Market. Fourth Avenue, where Tucson happens. I think maybe one of your taglines should be Fourth Avenue, where Fred is a pain in the butt. 30 seconds. So thank you so much for coming in today. Well, thanks for thanks for having us on. Thanks for being so Should I put you on the spot? A couple tickets to TRD opening night? Um, Yeah, sure. All right. First person to give us a call. No, first person to email me, because I have no idea what our phone number is. What? I don't have it written down. My book, I lost my book. Oh, my big book of information. Your big book of info. So right. first person to email me at fred at fredandjeff.com. Get two tickets to Tucson Roller Derby. All right, folks. Go out there and make it a great week. Meet the folks that live around you. We'll see you next week here on the Fred and Jeff Show. This portion of the Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Sleeping Frog Farms and Fred's Meditation Salon and Tequila Lounge.